Hello and welcome to Revisiting Mad Men. In this episode we'll be analysing Season 1 Episode 6 which is titled Babylon. Please don't listen on unless you finish the entirety of Mad Men. I will be spoiling parts of Mad Men in this episode. We're going to talk a little bit about Don and Betty's failing marriage in this episode as well as looking a little bit at Peggy and um, the interesting turn her career takes in this episode. And lastly we're going to be talking about Roger and his relationship with his wife and his kid. Let's get into it. I hope you enjoy. Season 1, Episode 6 of Mad Men. This was written by Andre and Maria Giacometto, and it was directed by Andrew Bernstein. The episode opens with Don preparing breakfast in bed for Betty. He's walking up the stairs when he falls backwards on one of uh, the kids' toys, and the breakfast falls all over him, and then we see him have a flashback to his childhood, where he's on his back at the bottom of the stairs in the same position, and his Uncle Mac calls him over to introduce him to the new baby in the family, which is Adam Whitman. And then we come back to present time, and Betty and the kids run down the stairs and help Don up and he um, wishes Betty a happy Mother's Day. So in the opening scene of this episode, we see Don attempting to connect with his wife and it fails. He literally falls on his back and it kind of sets the tone for this marriage and for the episode, of course. Things aren't going great for Don and Betty at the moment and that's partly because of his constant cheating and it's a variety of other reasons, I think, um, such as obviously she not knowing who he is and Don's inability to really emotionally connect with anyone in his in his life. In the next scene we see Don and Betty actually getting intimate in bed and Betty here is actually quite gets a bit sad towards the end um, when she's talking about how much she misses Don when he's at work and how much she wants him and Don replies to her that you have me which is just a straight lie. It's not long before in this very episode where we see Don on a date with Rachel Mencken clearly flirting, he's holding her hand and although he keeps telling her it's about business, it's about business, it's not. He probably wants to sleep with her. And we know he wants to sleep with Midge because he visits her in her apartment later on and he's undressing himself almost immediately after entering her apartment. So Betty doesn't have Don. He's lying to her here. He lies to her about a lot of things, obviously, and this is just another one of those lies. And more evidence that this marriage is going down the drain sooner or later. And interestingly, on the date, Rachel's the one who reminds Don to keep it about business. Um, But later we find out that she does have serious feelings for Don and she's seriously considering being with him. We see Rachel on the phone to her sister and she's talking about how she might have found someone. And her sister asks, would dad like him? And she says, no, because Don's not Jewish. But she doesn't care. She says, I just want him. And then her sister says, ends the phone call with something along the lines of, Rachel, why do you always have to be so cynical? And this makes me think she'd be perfect for Don. Betty describes... Uh, the first boy that she ever kissed earlier on in this episode and she says that his name was David Rosenberg and he was very good looking but there was something about him that was gloomy I think that describes a lot of the characters in Mad Men I think it definitely describes Don I think it definitely describes even Betty to a certain extent because I think there's something about something about her that's gloomy too but thirdly it describes Rachel very beautiful woman but there's something um, a little bit like her sister says cynical about her something a little bit gloomy and I think that's partly what Don is attracted to but this stuff with Rachel this phone call with her sister is very it's quite worrying for me it makes me really feel sorry for Rachel because um, whether or not he wants to be with her we know that it's not healthy even if he does want to be with her He's a married man. If they've got any chance of a future, he needs to change some some things about his lifestyle um, and obviously divorce his current wife too. But I think 
ultimately, now of course I've watched the show and I know what that nothing comes of Rachel's and Don's relationship, but ultimately even in this phone call when Rachel's talking to her sister, I know that these Don and Rachel probably aren't going to end up together. She's just going to be get her heart broken by this man who's very destructive in his behaviours. He doesn't really take into account other people's feelings as we see countless times. John pulls him up on it in season six or seven as well. But he doesn't have any regard for Betty's emotions or feelings when he's cheating on her. And he doesn't even um, take into consideration Rachel's feelings and the fact that he's basically leading this woman on. And she thinks there might actually be something serious or special between them that's not to say i don't think rachel and don do have a special relationship i think don does have some some feelings of love for her love for her but yeah when i saw her speaking to the her sister on the phone and seeing that she's serious about don it did break my heart a little bit for her because at this point in time in season one don is not ready for that sort of relationship he's not ready to be in a relationship with anyone i think because um, to be in a relationship with someone, you have to be honest with them. And he's not yet honest with himself, let alone with other people. And I've mentioned that I think that's the main thesis of Mad Men. It's about loving yourself, knowing yourself. Because we all know the famous adage of you have to love yourself before you can love anyone else. And I think that's the journey that we follow Don on. And that's why Rachel at this point in time isn't isn't right for him. The other storyline in this episode that I want to touch on is the stuff concerning Peggy. And we start to see the rise of Peggy in this episode. I do love how subtle and how seemingly inconsequential Peggy's character is at these early in these early stages of Mad Men. You always get the sense that she probably is going to become more and more important. But she becomes, and many Mad Men fans will tell you this, basically the protagonist of the show in many ways. A lot of people, um, John Hamm included brings up the fact that we start Mad Men on the first uh, on Peggy's first day at the office and that's no coincidence and here we start to see her role becoming a little bit more significant as I say and it all happens in the Belle Jolie lipstick testing group there's all these women testing the lipsticks and at the end of that test group Peggy comes up to Freddie Rumson with a paper basket and says here's your basket of kisses and Freddie Rumson condescendingly so is very impressed with her and I love that they include him telling Don about it later on describing how impressed he was with her and it just shows yeah her name's getting round she is beginning to be regarded by her colleagues as maybe someone who who is on the rise someone to look out for and we know in future episodes Don does take her under his wing and she obviously goes on to become one of the most important people in the company and interestingly it's Joan who comes and tells Peggy that um, the men have decided to bring her on as a writer for the campaign and Joan here is clearly jealous I think and I wanted to mention it because it seems as though these two characters really were motivations for each other in in a lot of ways and it's not the only example of this in Mad Men I think to a certain extent Pete and Don have a similar rivalry where they're trying to one-up each other but it only brings out the best work in them so it's a positive thing ultimately and we might be seeing a similar thing with Peggy and Joan Joan it seems as though respects or comes to respect the way Peggy has managed to forge her career and I think Peggy equally has respect for the way Joan carries herself in the office and they both end up in fairly similar positions. Um, Joan is actually a partner so she's technically even higher up than Peggy at the end of the series but they both become very very important figures in Sterling Cooper and I think they learn from each other and this is the beginnings of that dynamic Joan coming and telling Peggy you're a writer now for this campaign. And on the topic of Joan let's talk about Roger who in this episode for the first time we meet his wife and his daughter Mona and Margaret Mona is actually played by Roger's wife in real life, which is pretty cool. 
and we meet them as they come into the office just like Betty's uh, Betty and the kids entered the office in last week's episode and Margaret is making some comments about her father's age here and as they leave Margaret and Mona Roger says she used to love being in my office talking about Margaret saying that now she's not as enthused and as she's gotten older she's lost more and more interest in her dad's job and her probably her dad in general which again is touching on the theme that Roger's um, getting older losing touch with his kids and in the next scene we see Roger and Joan in the hotel and they've just finished sleeping with each other and it's heartbreaking for me because it shows us that Don is just like uh, sorry Roger is just like Don in the sense that he's cheating on his wife and that he's living a lie fast forward now to the end of the episode we're shown Don in a bar with Midge and her friend Roy and these two men come on stage and start playing a song and this is the song that sees the show out they start playing and we're shown a montage we start at the bar with Don and then we're shown Rachel who's at work and then we're shown Betty who's teaching Sally how to apply lipstick and there's no um, lines here no dialogue it's just it's just the music and lastly we see Joan and Roger leaving the hotel they don't leave together perhaps there's some sort of stigma or I don't know exactly why I guess because it's an affair they have to keep it kind of a secret so Joan leaves first and then Roger follows her out and it ends with this beautiful shot I'm not sure why I love this shot so much but there's something sentimental about it Roger's lighting his cigarette waiting for a cab Joan's to the left of him waiting for her cab um, and they're acting like they don't even know each other and that's it the credits roll it's beautiful it's a great ending to the episode thank you for listening to this episode folks do join us next week we'll be analyzing season one episode seven which is titled red face or sorry red in the face and it's a very very good episode looking forward to analyzing it thanks again people see you next week <laughs>